This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And this is episode 52, finally on from Mothman, finally back to some normal episodes. We haven't done a normal episode in well over five months, probably. Um, It's April. Quarantine is getting to us uh, to a whole different level at this point. We're all, everyone's slowly losing their minds in this house. Yeah. Even the 18-month-old is done. Yeah, the baby's baby's over it. Um, We're over it. Uh, Well, actually... The brothers are fighting. Brothers are fighting nonstop. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So that brings us to the good news. Good news, because we just talked about lots of bad news. It's just personal good news, really. So my truck is almost done, which means I'll be able to go to my land once we're safe to do so. It's getting worked on. You didn't say that. It was getting worked on, yeah. It's uh, getting a series of repairs and upgrades. And then um, my boat is almost ready for summer, if only... The rest of the world were so, but I'm excited. I'm happy. Uh, my dad's truck also got a series of upgrades, so we're all excited. Yeah. So um, my story might seem unhappy, but it ends better. So last night we decided we wanted to make jalapeno poppers, which RJ makes these really good jalapeno poppers. It's like jalapenos with cream cheese and Italian, not Italian, breakfast sausage, right? Breakfast sausage. Hot breakfast sausage. Yeah, mixed together, and then you put bacon on top, and then you cook it. Um, well, for the first time, I decided I wanted to make it because he was busy, but I really wanted to eat them. And um, I like I was doing the whole like taking all the what's it called? Taking all the insides out. The seeds and ribs and stuff. Yeah. And that was fine. And then I went to wash my hands and then my hand started to become on fire. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And Andre was like, it's fine. This normally goes out after like 10 minutes. Capsaicin doesn't last that long. Um, and like two hours later, it was still burning. And it like the way I described it, because I've burned my hands many times. I went to cosmetology school and I'm a not super coordinated person. So I have lots of burn marks all over me to prove it. Um, But it felt like I was like, when you burn something and you're just like it, like in the middle of burning and it wouldn't be over. Like I'm still like, I'm touching the top of a stove that's on and I wasn't taking my hand off. That's what it felt like. It was horrible. Um, So we tried lots of different theories that people said, like you rub, like there's um, you can do rubbing alcohol. There's oil. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, Most of it didn't work. RJ helped me. His kind of worked, I guess. Um, but the final thing he helped me do was stick my hand in a giant tub of Greek yogurt, um, which made it feel much better. And I had to stay up till 5 a.m. until it finally stopped burning because I couldn't sleep through it. But the point is, it eventually got better and my hand is back to normal and it no longer burns. So that is my good thing after so many bad things. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. Anyway, reach out to us. Let us know how you're doing. Also, if you have good, th- I would love to hear your good things. Yeah, we'll share your good things. Yes. That would be fun. Also, you should talk just to, we can all have a conversation about good things because it's really easy to get caught up in the. Yeah, I'm sure it's super easy to have a conversation with us because we're so active on social media. I'm way more active than you are. Uh, really? What's the last thing you posted? I'm not talking about posting. Ask, 11 people, ask who talks to them on Instagram. November not of you. 2019. Not I don't you? even have Instagram anymore. Right. Okay, then. Such a I shows. used to. But people talk to me on Instagram and I answer. It. Anyway, reach out to us. We miss you. Oh, wait. We have someone to call out. That chick that gave us the... Review? Yes. Oh, so we have two people to call out this week. Um, Catherine Tatt for her amazing review on Apple 
um, I mean, iTunes, you know, podcast. Um, she also taught us that apparently if you forget the name of our podcast, if you just put in Rachel Paranormal, <laughs> you'll find us because <laughs> that's how she did. Um, and then I would also like to call out my cousin, Bethany Strub. This is like, what, my third cousin? all from the same family Yeah, but, <laughs> that listen to us and recommend us. And it's awesome. And I love it. And I'm so glad you're listening. It's very nice. Um, yeah. It's also weird to have some of your family that I've never met. Listen to the podcast. Yeah, you haven't met any of them. Have yeah. you? No, no, I haven't. Not on that side. And we'd also like to call out Julie Murray, who likes Rachel's positive thing in the life slash good news. I think yeah, we've been she calling does. it. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you uh-huh. in principle, mm-hmm. just in practice. We suck at it. So. No, we don't. We talked about good things. Okay, I suck at it. Your hot hand story was like half good. <laughs> it was actually pretty freaking miserable. But it had a good ending. My hands are now fine. All right, well, I congrats. can now function again. Anyway. And I also got to eat jalapeno poppers, which is always... That is good. A good thing. So, what are you talking about this... Or no, what am I talking about this yes. week? Because you're going first because I typed your story first. All right. All right. So... I'm talking about Tabby Star and Dyson Spheres. Okay. Which? Nope. Nope. If you had to just, guess, just leave it. Just leave it. What's the category? I have no idea. Just guess. What's my favorite category? Well, stars. I'm going to go with aliens. Aliens. Kind of. Not well, really. We're having a good day of our favorite things then, because I'm talking about murder. I posted on our Twitter that uh, a song about just how you're. Uh, Slowly going to like kill me in the quarantine and that your obsession with serial killers was cute, but now it's scary. Seriously, though, it should be because it might happen. Just togetherness is. Oh, we'll kill the kids first. A lot. <laughs> okay. I'm joking. Not the kids, plural. <laughs> You're just like digging a deeper hole. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be talking about the smiley face. Um, theory, which is a theory that a number of young men found dead in bodies of water across several several Midwestern in Asia? Asia? Midwestern American <laughs> states from the late 1990s to the 2010s um, who that were ruled as accidents did not accidentally drown um, as concluded by law enforcement agencies, but were actually victims of a serial killer or killers. So um, this theory was actually founded by retired New York City detectives Kevin Gannon and Anthony Duarte. And also um, Dr. Lee Gilbertson, which is he's a criminal justice professor and gang expert at St. Cloud State University. So uh, Gannon and Duarte have they've been working uh, together on these cases for almost 20 years, looking at evidence of deaths ruled accidental murder, accidental murders, Rachel. Accidental deaths. That's not a thing. Yeah. Ruled accidental deaths in the Midwest um, of college age men that could be tied to them. So every almost every person that they believe to be connected, um, every victim they believe can connected was coming home from a party or bar, was inebriated and for and fit a specific profile. I did a terrible job writing this down. Um, they were normally popular, athletic, successful students, and most of them were white. They believe the boys were either murdered by a ser- one serial killer or a group of people who killed together. The reason it's called the smiley face theory is that in these killings uh, where the body was dumped, there's a smiley face graffitied nearby on a tree, a wall, a rock, or, or any other surface. Um, this was found at 12 of these murders. And if you look up the pictures, they're pretty creepy. Like it's all these. So they're all different um, shapes and sizes. They also all look different in different colors. Some have devil horns. Others have weird messages. One said, quote, evil, happy, smiley face man, end quote. Smiley faces are like super 
common for graffiti, though. That is true, but they were like in weird places, like a tree, a rock. People graffiti rocks and trees. I know, but that's not as normal as like a regular wall. Yeah, but it's also spread out over so much time, and there's a lot of murdering going on. Agreeing, 1990 to 2010 is a lot. Yeah. Um. They also believe that the victims were... The, another reason that they're tied to each other is because they were drugged before they were murdered. Oh, okay. Um, and at least two of the cases, GHB was found in their system, which, if you don't know what GHB is, it's roofies. Another thing that leads these men to believe the murders are connected is the inconsistency in the state of the remains um, for these deaths to be considered accidental. So one victim, Dakota James... He wasn't found until he'd been missing for 40 days, but he had only experienced minimal deterioration, which obviously if you've been floating around in water for 40 days. That's wild. Your body would be super deteriorated. Right. You um, think. And then 24-year-old Tommy Booth was found two weeks after he was declared missing, but when they found him, his body was in rigor mortis, which happens 24 to 36 hours after death. Wow. It's just weird. Right. So, like, how is that accidental... Unless they like happen to just like run away for three weeks and then drown. Right. And then you found them. Then you found them. Um, another detail that Gannon and Duarte believe points to the fact that the men were abducted, drugged and murdered before they being placed in the water is that some of the victims remains appeared to be staged. Um, so when 22 year old to- Todd Gebb, um, he was found in the, a lake that had been searched three weeks earlier because he'd been gone that long. And when they found him, his head and shoulders were sticking out of the water as in he, as if he was like swimming, which isn't how you would drown. Yeah, that's staged. Yeah. Um, and then also in the case of 21 year old, Chris Jenkins, his remains were found in the Mississippi river about four months after he disappeared. And he was discovered floating on his back with his arms crossed over his chest. Jeez. Again, wow. You wouldn't drown like that. No, like you'd be close. trying to swim, swim, right. yeah, do something. Um, so the detectives believe that these uh, the serial killer slash killers are tied to at least 40 cases, um, but actually say it could even be hundreds. Um, although these men believe these deaths to be murders, the police forces that actually dealt with these cases and the FBI do not believe in the connection. The FBI came out with a statement about it saying, quote, the FBI has reviewed the information about the victims provided by two retired pr- uh, police detectives, which feels like a dig, um, <laughs> who have dubbed these incidents the, quote, smiley face murders, end quote, and interviewed an individual who provided information to the detectives. To date, we have not developed any evidence to support links between these tragic deaths or any evidence abstaining the theory that these deaths are the work of a serial killer or killers. The vast majority of these instances appear to be alcohol-related drownings. The FBI will continue to work with the local police and the affected areas to provide support as requested, end quote. So that's really interesting to me, too, that they always picked... Oh, if they if they did that, they always picked people who were already drunk because drowning when you're drunk near a body of water is like pretty common. Yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Um, the biggest theories are obviously about it being a serial killer, a group of theories, but another or group of them. But another theory that these men have um, is that it could be some kind of gang initiation, which yeah. is why it's happening in the same area over and over again, and it's almost always well, like college like age. Yeah. yeah, college age successful white boys. Um, yeah, so that's all I have on it. No one takes it seriously other than these dudes. So, but it's super interesting to think about. How many were there? How many murders? I mean, it's, it could be up to hundreds, but like the ones that they're, they think that they're on is 40. 40? Jeez, that's a ton though. Between 1990 and 2010. All in the Midwestern states? Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think some were probably a wannabe serial killer, 
Some may have been copycat. And I'm others sure were, a good amount were accidents. Were accidents, right? Yeah. Drunk idiots getting too messing with, with the water. smiley faces, they're everywhere. But also, there are only 12 smiley faces. Out yeah. of the 40? Yeah. Oh, well, they, well they're what? just connecting all 40 because of the yeah, consistencies. I'm with, I'm with the FBI. I think they're, they're but, reaching. But definitely, like, how could you rule that accidental, like the whole rigor mortis thing and the other guy with almost no deterioration? After I mean, 40 I don't days. Think, I, no, I think some of them are definitely murders. It's just that that's the whole difference. But do you think though, any is, of them are tied? That's that's the thing, right? Like maybe a couple, but probably not a lot. I mean, that's just a lot of hundreds of dudes in the last. Well, if you're going to go a murder in. 20 years. One of the one of the main things you do is pitch them in a body of water. And what, what do, you know, drunk, rich, uh, white frat boys like to do? Get drunk. And go near water. Go near water. It's easy. Why? Why is it a thing? I don't know. Anyone who's a rich frat boy likes to get drunk, let us know. <laughs> why you enjoy getting by water when you're drunk. <laughs> like, bruh. <laughs> the bikinis, Okay, bruh. hey, now, don't be mean. Huh? That's very stereotypical. Chad and Brad. Anyways. <laughs> How many of them were named Chad or Brad? It's probably a pie chart of like 45%. One was Todd. Todd. <laughs> That's so mean. He's a victim. He's dead. I know. But hey, Todd. we've laughed about worse things. That's true. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's a chance that like none of it's connected. I don't know. I think maybe some of it is, but it's just interesting the... Like, I just don't understand how some of those got ruled as accidental and that these... Yeah, there's, like, a lot of evidence that it's not. But, like, the FBI is straight up bringing up that they're retired just feels... <laughs> like a jab. Yeah. Like, well, are you making know. fun of them for being old? I don't know. I don't understand. It's freaking... Uh, what are those two idiots on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, uh, it's... <laughs> Scully and... Like Hitchcock. Hitchcock gets them. <laughs> and that's why they're like, look, there's nothing to this. Like, look, smiley that, face. Because that's exactly what Jake Jake would say. He'd be like, no, this no, is This is no. nothing. All right. Um, let's break for an ad, which I just realized I forgot. Do we even have any ads anymore? I forgot to put them into the, you know, well, yeah, we do. But uh forgot to put them in for the last couple episodes. But here you go. <laughs> Hi, my name is Melissa and I'm the host of The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast. Every week I share some of my own personal stories and a few of yours as well. We talk about things from spirits to ghosts, demons, angels, cryptids, or any experience that just seems a little too weird and you honestly can't call it normal. What if you've communicated with a ghost? You feel other people's emotions? Maybe you're questioning if you're an empath, medium, or could even be a psychic. Well, we cover that too. So join me every Monday on your favorite podcast player and tune in as we talk about all the great and sometimes scary things that happen through this haunted journey we call life. Because ghosts are out there. And if you're not careful, they will get you. talk about tabby's star but before i do jalapeno check where are they they they're out they're cooling yeah all right y'all we got jalapenos waiting for us but i will not be touching them with my hands in case anyone is concerned fork only for rage i will continue to touch them i caught hot pepper hand once underneath my thumbnail and it just wasn't a big deal so whatever mine was a huge (laughs) deal stop trying to minimize my pain rj just not a big deal um all right so you know the kepler uh telescope right Yes. Yeah, because of me. Yes. So anyway, the Kepler telescope is awesome. It is um, like 
way better than the Hubble. And um, <laughs> no, we were no, we were telescope shaming, shaming in this it episode. Was, uh, it was uh, supposed to look for a bunch of things. Um, and one of those things is uh, stars. And then it actually was sent to look for um, Goldilocks, Goldilocks zone planets. So, um, you know, a bunch of them that like fit not too cold, not too hot, just right, just like the Earth right. um, that might house life. And it found a ton of those. Um, but it also found um really interesting readings from a star that was actually discovered, you know, a hundred years ago. And actually we've been taking readings off of it for a while, but Kepler helped us take even more called KIC 8462852 known colloquially, colloquially, what? Colloquially, colloquially, colloquially. I never have problems with this word. Colloquially. Yeah. What do you think it is now? Now you're making me question my whole life. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a word. Colloquially. That was worse. <laughs> that was so much worse than my try. Colloquially. I don't know if I've ever tried to say that word out loud. <laughs> Tabby's or Boyajan star. Um, after the discoverer um, of its interesting behavior. Uh, so so not the discoverer of the star, but after the discoverer of its interesting light behavior. Okay. okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the phenomenon discoverer, whose name is uh, Tabitha Boyajan, which I think I'm messing up the last name really bad. But sure you are. Boyajan. Continue. Anyway, um, it's also called the W2F star or where's the flux star, which I think is funny, <laughs> but um, has a bunch of uh, unique good, properties. Joke. So the reason why um, it has been like if you go on YouTube and looks tabby star, it'll immediately put you into my favorite rabbit holes of like, you know, all this like, well, I mean, people like us, but, you know, crazy, though. Uh, but yeah, so like it, it's tied to some of that, uh, you know, just it, it, it caught the attention of people like us for a while. And the reason for that is because um, it exhibits huge drops in its flux by up to 22 percent um, by. Uh, so the amount of light that comes through to mm-hmm. the telescope, um, it it has one percent dip. Uh, I mean, it has one to 22% dips in the light that gets to us, right? Okay. And like, so if a massive planet were in the way of the telescope, that would account for less than 1% of a dip. Oh, wow. Okay. So like what could cause this massive dipping, right? Yeah. So, cause you think about that, right? Like a planet is, is absolutely huge, right? Right. Um, causes, you know, less than, than 1%. So, so what would be 22 X that doesn't give off its own light, right? Right. Um, it only absorbs the light getting to us. So it's not a star in other Mm -hmm. words. So then a lot of questions come up from that. Um, so, and again, this is kind of an older story. So if you've heard it, I'm just going to provide you an update and then talk about like how cool it would be. Um, if it was what, what, you know, we we hoped it was uh, five years ago. But anyway, so it uh, fades slowly over timescales of decades with occasional brightening events. Um, so like and this is where it gets weird and we'll talk about dust a lot. But generally speaking, dust, which could drag it down by like 22 mm-hmm. percent, would only last months at most. So this is over decades. Right. Oh, OK. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's been doing this for, for a long time and pulsating not in the same frequency as well. So that's another thing saying, OK, well, what if it's just a planet that happens to be 22 times the size of something else? Well, the dips don't occur in a pattern like an orbit. So oh. whatever it is, doesn't is seem to be consistent. Right. Right. So even if the um, 
star had something like a asteroid belt or a ring like Saturn or, you know, just a bunch of planets or whatever, like it, the pattern would be easier to to put down, mm-hmm. right, to understand. Um, and this just doesn't have that. So it contradicts a lot of available data on what we think it could be. Um, and so by that vacuum of we don't know what it could be, that opened up the whole alien thing, right? Okay. Um, so one of the, you know, and that's what made it famous was uh, a... A proposed a scientist proposed that it could have been a Dyson sphere. So what a Dyson sphere is, is it is a megalithic, like massive structure around a uh, around a sun um, that would harness all the energy from that sun. Right. So you could think like massive solar panels, essentially. Um, obviously not attainable by anything we know. Yeah. But it, w- it would in his estimation, um, especially if it was incomplete. Um, do this, right? Mm-hmm. Because it wouldn't be orbiting in such a manner that it's like, you know, a, there'd be a lot of time in between. Yeah. And its whole function would be to absorb that light. So then you would see as they're siphoning power, it dips down. As they're not, it wouldn't be, right? Okay. Um, this actually goes into what's called a Kardashev scale. Um, it's a method of measuring a civilization's level of technological advancement based on the amount of energy they are able to use. It was proposed by Soviet astronomer Nikolai Kardashev in 1964 and referenced heavily by uh, Carl Sagan. So a type one civilization, which barely we are, right, mm-hmm. um, would be a planetary civilization which can use and store all of the energy available on its planet, right? Yeah. Now, some people say we're not even a type one because that would be all energy, right? But we can harness all types of energy or most types of energy. So we're barely a planetary civilization. A type two civilization would be called a stellar civilization, which can use and control energy in its stellar system. And then a type three civilization, also called a galactic civilization, can harness energy at the scale of galaxy, right? So the thought of like this Dyson sphere having been made by a type two or type three civilization. Um, so the proposed like value behind a Dyson sphere would obviously be energy, right? Yeah. But the massive amounts of quantity of energy would be used for intergalactic travel. So they could be type three as oh, well. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that's going to take so much energy, right? Uh-huh. Um, so rather than saying, you know, it's like, 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 let's say it was our solar system, right? Like earth needs to harness energy of the sun. So, you know, we keep it there. Like, no, it's like, it's a, fuels depot to go do more intergalactic travel right oh so it's like a stop that's that's the idea yeah um like a gas station yeah so a couple more weird things about this and the reason why there's like a vacuum of what it could be is um this dipping like we have seen this dipping and i'll get into that later but normally it's consistent with having a large amount of what's called circumstellar dust um but it's normally indicative indicative of an extremely young star still in its formative stages and this star is hundreds of millions of years too old for this um it's also brighter hotter and more massive than our sun um, it gives off four times the amount of light that our sun does, making wow. it a, a good like potential for building a Dyson sphere around the thing. Um, but yeah, so so it really just doesn't fit any of those patterns. Right. But um, now that was the excitement from like three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what everyone kept talking about. Is it a Dyson sphere? Is it a Dyson sphere? Well, um, due to Kickstarter, weirdly, um, Tabby actually got more funding to figure out what this is. Um, she was able to leave her uh, school or wherever she was working and actually go to a, a, a different observatory. Go Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, 
but what they got oh, was, no. yeah. So, <laughs> wah, wah. yeah, so she, she just wanted to figure out what it was and she put almost no, no weight behind the whole yeah. alien thing. Right. Found out it's dust. Um, so oh. it is dust. Um, they, they, it's a lot of dust. Yeah. So they, uh, figured out that, uh, it would be a large amount of dust because they found in a previous study that uh, the dips are bluer in, are deeper in the bluer wavelength um, whenever she was able to do further studies on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it's because it's du- it, dust is what's blocking the star's light. It scatters away bluer light while it, red light passes through dust, which is what you see at sunset whenever everything goes oh, red. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so she saw the same phenomenon with this is like everything was dipping, but blues were dipping further, meaning it had to be dust right it's okay. not going to be some massive structure or even something that's totally opaque it's not going to be so then you know just to finish out the science side of things the question becomes well where did the dust come from right mm-hmm. so a couple of story or a couple of theories behind that is um that uh there was actually like a, a planet that was sucked into its orbit and then because that planet wasn't used to actually being around a sun it is disintegrating and leaving a dust trail. Okay. So then it as a planet does the 1% drop that we expect, but mm-hmm. then it's dust is what's doing this. That's a lot of dust. Yeah. Well, and then another thought is, uh, there may actually be an interplanetary ring of dust that's around leaving a constant drop, but then via, uh, random events that they mm-hmm. don't know yet. Um, large swaths of these, of this dust get cosmically blasted in, uh, towards the sun, okay. which would then block out, periodically but they're still not sure um but anyway so (laughs) really i just dropped that was an aggressive one too it was um it's not an alien megastructure more than likely now here's an interesting thing though they actually found um over 21 more stars that are like this and dipping in very odd ways um of course the likelihood is it's dust but (laughs) what i wanted to talk about was the excitement that this used to bring. Yeah, right. So many people, How right? much would it suck to be Tabby and like get all that money from those people and then do all that research and have to go back to the people who gave you that money and be like, sorry guys, She it made it dust. very clear. Well, I get no. that, but still, you know they were excited. Of course they of were. Course, yeah. Even if it wasn't like because of her, you know they were. And for her to have to just be like, I was right. It, it was, was dust. dust. Yeah. Like, like as expected. <laughs> that dust. sucks. Um, yeah, no, it was a huge cr- kick to the crotch. I didn't donate, but um, I still <laughs> felt sad about it um, we had no money to donate five years ago so no we were Oof. college students that was rough times <laughs> um but yeah the uh but you know i mean the thought though I, mean, I think that's really where and of course we've examined this several times on this podcast but the thing about you know like spaceships coming to earth and stuff like you can think about that yeah but the thought of finding a massive remnant even if they're not there right but just some massive piece of holy crap, there were really advanced people here. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know, because that was the thought behind the Dyson Sphere. Right. Was two things. Either one, it was actively being built, which that's a cool thought, right? Yeah. I mean, think like even as rudimentary as not rudimentary, but I mean it's it's phenomenal the way that our telescopes work, but the imagery that comes back is not detailed, right? Yeah. They, you know, look at particles of light, but um, but in a very roundabout form, we could be taking pictures of an alien civilization. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that's the thought that was really cool or the opposite, which was, I mean, cause being actively built, that's one thing, right? 
Um, because then it would be, you know, that's like their buckies essentially. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like going around. Um, but then the other thought was, you know, it was an abandoned project. I mean, that would, that would be the mystery behind that would be almost even cooler. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wondering why it got, well, how long is it? Right. How long has it been abandoned? Why did it get abandoned? How how were these people that advanced? But then where did they go? You know, but yeah, that those were all the lines of thought that Tappy Star used to bring. Right. And by used to, I mean, there are plenty of people buried their head in the sand saying it's not dust. So they still (laughs) think it. But but yeah, for most of us, that was that was the fun thought process. So, um, yeah, I mean, just think about that for a minute, which, again, thinking about aliens is like my favorite thing because it's it the one thing your favorite thing i can almost guarantee it's real though that's the that's the fun part the math says it's real see the thing about murder is it's real yeah. i don't i don't have to guarantee yeah but aliens aren't sad well they can be yeah there's um, probably lots of murder with aliens too yeah we can't be everybody Especially murders if the everybody. intergalactic buckies is broken down or dust at this point yeah, or if there's a virus there maybe that's why they shut it down yeah anyway um there's still plenty for us to talk about, but to be honest, picking out topics has been kind of a drag lately. So if y'all have any topics, feel yeah. free to send them. Oh, that always makes we, it me, that always makes it way more exciting. We have some left over from from other folks that have shared. So don't get me wrong, we still know y'all's are there. The yes. only reason why we're not using those is just because or not yet, is we're still hanging on to them. For instance, like we got a Bigfoot story right around the Bigfoot episode, but now it's been a while, so probably gonna get a Bigfoot story here pretty soon but yeah so we like to interject them in so that doesn't mean it's going to happen next week but just please share stuff with us they will be shared eventually yeah, we promise and it helps um but yeah hope you all have a very good week again find your little good stuff yep and we'll talk to you when when we talk to you okay bye, bye.